The jail booth became a confessional, full of admitted sins, forgiveness, and answered prayers. In the midst of his ramblings about how and why he could do better, I heard myself mumble, brother, we need you. What's up, brothers? What's up? What's up? Here we are. The Black Man Lab after float. We in Savannah. Beautiful Savannah with these beautiful brothers. We had a beautiful evening. Brothers just really connecting. Um, just being honest with one another. Um, brother, brother Francis, we coming right off of Albany. Now we in Savannah. Uh, this Savannah energy has been beautiful. And we just give thanks. Right. We give thanks. We thank you, brothers, for uh, inviting us into this wonderful city that we are all building together. Everybody good? Georgia's first city. Georgia's first city. All right. So here we are. Uh, we want to hear, we want you to introduce yourselves, brothers. Tell the whole Black Man Lab world who you are, um, how you got here, and, um, and then we're going to get to what you have to say after that. Introduce yourself, my brother. Uh, my name is Malik Jones. I'm 25 years old. Um, and how I got here, uh, a praying grandmother, a praying biological grandmother that legally adopted me. Um, and just uh, taking her through so much of in and out of juvenile court and things like that. Um, but she never gave up on me. So she mm -hmm. prayed, she prayed, she prayed. Um, I'm what society will can definitely consider a statistic. Um, statistically, uh, I'm not supposed to be doing the things that I'm doing as far as motivational speaking, um, community activists, and actually trying to mentor young people in my community to show them that a different route um, to become successful. Uh, killing each other, um, going back and forth to juvenile is not the way. All right, uh, let's give it up for a praying grandmama. Because I had a praying grandmama too. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give thanks. We yes. give thanks. I'm Charlie Sampson, born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. Yes, sir. A concerned citizen, concerned about, about my brothers, uh, like Monique. Uh, I get tired of uh, black on black crime. Um, so I'm very impressed tonight because I really think our future, it, it looks bright after hearing the young uh, gentlemen speak, uh, the college students. Uh, future really look bright for the black man. Oh, wow. Yes. That's good. That's good. Have I, you had an opportunity to hear the voice of these young people before it, or was the Black Man Lab a, a space that allowed you to hear their voices a little uh, closer? I haven't uh, I haven't really been um, that active, and it's because I think we spoke earlier. Uh, I have had death in my family, so I, I wasn't as active as I would like to be. Well, welcome so, back. But I am... I am so glad that I came out, that I can hear their different comments and, and views. And uh, believe me, um, our future is in good hands. All we have to do is unify, you know, um, and, and just stick together. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. sir. Hey, y'all, y'all here, right here. This is Savannah. Black men got something to say. Um, Brother Sampson has heard what black men had to say. He had something to say. We're going to continue with our, our young scholar. Young scholar, introduce yourself. Step to that mic, man. Um, my name is Jordan Childers. I'm 16. I go to Jenkins High School. Uh, I'm continuing on the path to getting high honor roll every semester. Y'all better give it up for high honor roll. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to continue going to school, going to college and having a bright future. And your bright future consists of what? What profession? Uh, I want to go to 
school to be a lawyer. All right, uh, hey, hey, yeah. that's right, that's right. Y'all can clap so, for the lawyers, man. Okay. <laughs> no, see, what you don't understand when he said Jenkins, I just heard behind me Winsor Forest, Socks, Johnson High School, Savannah High School. There's a big high school rivalry. Rivalries. That's right, that's right. Represent, represent. Brother Johnson, man, this is um, Fifth City. Fifth City on the tour. And we're uh, grateful that the New Georgia Project is powering this tour, the Black Man Lab, Black Men Got Something to Say tour. Um, what was your experience tonight in Savannah? Well, you know, Savannah has always been an interesting place. And in Sharman's March to the Sea, um, you know, every city in its pathway, including Atlanta, was burned. To the ground. But not Savannah. And some might argue that Savannah might have been better off if it was burned. Matter of fact, a brother said tonight in the conversation that maybe we should just burn it all down. Mm. And what he was really saying and what I'm saying is that we recognize that the system ain't working and we have to affect change at the system level. In order to do that, you have to have elect, and that's one tool, uh, elect game changers. And so the New Georgia Project, founded by Stacey Abrams, formerly chaired by Raphael Warnock, and now I have the privilege of, of serving in leadership, um, has been about building our capacity to introduce game changers at every level, federal, state, local, so that we might truly burn down the status quo and erect a system that can effectively serve us. And so what, what I've come to know here in Savannah is that the black men, just like the ones across the state, have something to say. That's being borne out in the numbers that we're seeing in early voting, that black men are, are showing up at record levels that are approaching uh, 2020 levels and, and are surpassing 2018 levels. And so the message is black men who have something to say show up, not just at the polls, but certainly at the polls, but uh, show up at the black men lab, show up at community centers, show up at boards of elections, show up across the spectrum because we need you. So we talked about system change. Yes. Right? And so, brothers, from this system, very quickly, if you have one thing, you, you're sitting right now across from who will be the next senator and who will be the next governor, the next labor commissioner, the next insurance commissioner, the next agriculture, I mean, like, uh, secretaries, everything is up for grabs, right? Mm -hmm. You're sitting across the table from them. What's the one thing you would say, me, as a black man, would like for you to focus on this. What What is that? Um, my biggest thing is investing the money into our youth. You gotta invest the money into our future. Um, my exact words would be, um, make sure the proper funds are going to our young people or I will replace you. Mm. There it is. And that's what we mean, I know we talk about this meeting, is holding, holding these elected officials accountable. Yes, sir. And when they're not being held accountable, let them know that their job are up for grab next election. Y'all heard it right here. 25 years old, he ready to make a move on y'all, right? You gonna, whoever gets in, you got four years to get it right as it relates to what black men in the black community need. If not, we got one in Savannah coming for you. Sure. In the case of the Senate, it's six year term. It's correct, six years in the Senate. All right, Brother Sampson, one thing that you wanna speak to the, to the government and say, hey, get this right. Yes, we, we submit, we, submit a plan that we plan that we plan for that plan to uh, be carried out. If that plan is not carried out to our satisfaction, then 
um, you got to go. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it's a matter of uh, you either succeed or you don't. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of doing what's right. Yes, sir. Uh, because it affects a lot of lives. It affects a lot of people. I'm tired of uh, being having less when you know that uh, many times the funds are available. Mm. The funds are not available, but they're not coming into our community. So it's important that uh, we elect people that understand uh, uh, understand our situation and that's gonna bring these funds into our community. Invest in our community, get yes. the funds flowing into mm -hmm. our community. I hear you. Yes. All right, young young fella, what, what you got, man, as a, as a young student? Um, what do you have? What do you think? Uh, I, I think that um, that when we that the um, government needs to invest more money into the school system and make uh, let, let us have the necessary resources in order to be successful, because all of the books and and um, materials that we use are really outdated. Mm. We don't have all of the resources that we need, and uh, they actually need to pay the teachers because they because we don't the teachers act like they don't want to teach us they just do it for the little bit of money that they get wow 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 invest in education invest in teachers that's strong we we always talk about regardless of who ends up running the state of government the, the the state government federal level what is it that we can do as black men every day because we make a we're really clear it's not what you do one time it's what you do every day that makes you who you are so we like for you all to share what are your habits rituals and disciplines right because there are brothers that'll see this sometime way in the future there may be brothers who are incarcerated will see this there may be brothers who are ready to do some harm to themselves or others who will see this and we're just looking for answers from each other right and so um share your habits, rituals, and disciplines in a, in a minute, if you could. And then we're going to bounce that thing around and, and let Brother Johnson have the final final word. Uh, one of my main habits and rituals that I go by is um, I look at life and everything that happens in life like a battery. And I say a battery because each side has a negative side and each side has a positive side. Mm. No matter when you wake up in the morning, no matter whatever you encounter in life, you always have to find the positive in everything. I give you a sample. Uh, about two weeks ago, I was at work and I cut my fingertip off. I looked at the negative immediately. Like, well, dang, my fingertip is gone. But now I look at the positive. The positive is if I was still at work because of the amount of money that I make, I wouldn't be here at this opportunity right now in this meeting together with men, the powerful men in my community, especially when we having something very important coming up. So I look at it like, like, look, okay, God. I know what you're trying to do. You give me everything in this life that I want, but then you have to take me, you have to slow me down to focus on the main purpose that you have for me. Mm -hmm. I like my job because I make good money, but that's not my calling. My calling is to serve my community, to serve young people that remind me of my younger self and make a difference and help them reach those goals. And the other thing is never give up on yourself because some of the main people you think are rooting for you have already given up on you. So mm -hmm. you have to keep yourself focused and understand that in life things are going to happen, but continue to push forward. And the biggest thing that I tell all people that I encounter Write down your dreams and goals because they can and they will one day become true. And just because you don't reach that dream or goal in that year, take it over to the next year. And I promise you, within five years, you're going to accomplish all of those dreams and goals. Man, thank you, brother. Y'all give it up for...
I, I, I young soon to be elected official somewhere in these yet to be United States, as Brother James Baldwin called it. Come on, Brother Sampson. Yes, um, my answer is very short to the point is that I'm very spiritual. Um, I always put God first among all things that I do. So um, my first thing is, is to uh, pray, uh, get down on my knees, thank God to be able to see another day mm. and um, have the Holy Spirit guide and lead me in the direction that I should go that day. So um, I, I love reading scripture uh, and uh, I, I am led strictly by the Holy Spirit. Order my steps. Yes. Order my steps. Yes. My brother. Uh, I personally, I just uh pri prioritize and have self discipline, so that you can do all do all of what you need to do in order for you to be successful. And uh, another so, thing is, I so like, you maintain a list. Yes, you I, write it all out, or do you have it on your phone? I have it on my phone. All right, all right, cool, cool. I receive that. Go ahead, brother. Um, another thing is, uh, you can you should be patient, so. So everything can come to you when it needs to. It doesn't always have to be uh, at the at that second. Wow. You're probably one of the first young people who have, I've heard since we've been touring that use the word patience. I pray for patience for my sons. I pray for patience for all young people because I was a very impatient brother. I wanted it right now. And that kind of mentality can get you jammed up, real jammed up. Thank you, bro. We appreciate you. Can we give it up for him? All right. Good, re good Rev. We get ready to close out this segment, man. You got a, you got a word? I mean, this has been a, a beautiful gathering of black men here in Savannah. Mm -hmm. I mean, brothers came out from all walks of life. We have a brother who uh, does some supervision in the correctional system. We have a brother who's running for elected office, a brother who runs his own media company. So we saw some real... Uh, diversity. Um, it doesn't seem like there is just one kind of sort of black man. Um, what are your thoughts, man, about the Savannah experiences as we move to our next panel? You know, Savannah is such a spiritual place for me. When I think about the fact that this is where Georgia meets the sea, and I think about the largest cemetery in the world, being the Atlantic Ocean mm. and how many of us were brought through this place and souls separated from our families. And that's where the lies were, were beginning to be um, put into narrative about black people, how we were ripped apart from our culture and ourselves um, and, and then sold to bring wealth to this country. It's a very spiritual place for me. So I don't take it for granted that we're here in what was a resistance movement um, and an affront to that, the, the oldest social gathering, uh, really a political gathering space for black people, Prince Hall Masonry. That, that's where we are in that's, the, that's where we're doing right now, this podcast right from now. From here. And this is the oldest lodge in Georgia. This is the Mother Lodge in Georgia. Wow. And so when you consider the history of this place uh, in terms of our oppression, but also our resistance, um, you can't help but to uh, hear the ancestors speak to you tonight. Yeah. And, and I think that I hear the ancestors saying uh, for us to fight on. Fight on. Fight on. Fight on. Thank you, brothers. We appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. Black Man Lab, Afterflow, Savannah.
That's our first one. We got two more to go. Let's go. Let's go.